So as you remember, we have been studying about the Faith Hall of Fame from Hebrew chapter 11. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrew chapter 11. Hebrew chapter 11. In the Faith Hall of Fame, we have already talked about the heroes of faith from the Old Testament like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah. And last week, if you remember, we examined and we spent some time to know more about Isaac from Hebrew chapter 11, verse 20. If you remember Hebrew chapter 11 verse 20, it says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. So if you remember last week we talked about how Isaac could speak such a blessing over the life of Jacob and Esau. From where Isaac got as such a faith in God to speak blessing over the life of Jacob and Esau. The faith in Isaac was not an ordinary faith because it was built within him even when he was a child and the faith grew continually in his life when he became a man and when God blessed him with Jacob and Esau he became a father of the twin baby and God continued to help him to grow in his faith. Isaac's faith in God that led him to obedience to his father even when he was a child when the father when father Abraham said come let's go to the mount to in order to do a sacrifice Isaac just went with him into obedience as a child and we also came to know about his prayer life his the reason for his faith was also the prayer life of Isaac because when he was married to Rebecca Bible says Rebecca was a barren there was no child but then Bible says Isaac prayed about it and God gave Rebecca a child you know that's what the word of God says and also his, his, we saw about his faith in sowing the seed when there was a great famine in the land of where they were living so when there was a great famine and only this man was sowing the seed and he sowed the seed and word of God says he reaped the harvest in hundredfold and we also saw finally Abraham dug so many wells in that land where he was living but these Philistines they they covered up those wells with the mud now Isaac had a faith in God he just started digging those wells and as he started digging those wells he found found plenty of water in those wells and you know God started blessing Isaac and he's such a man of faith and he could speak blessings into the life of Jacob and Esau today we are going to study about the faith of Jacob. The faith of Jacob, the one of the sons of Isaac. Let's turn our Bible to Hebrew chapter 11 verse 21. By faith Jacob when he was dying blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning on the top of his staff. By faith Jacob when he was dying he blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worship leaning on the top of his staff you know today when I was really preparing for this message I, I, I didn't find much to talk about this 
What does it say? It says, by faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on top of his staff. You know, that's what the word of God says. So what do we talk about faith there? You know, where do we find the faith of Jacob in this word? Then I thought, okay, let me go back to the scripture, the original portion of it where it talks about Jacob. I went to Genesis 48. You know, that's where it talks about Jacob blessing the sons of Joseph. That's where we see. Then I, I, I started reading about it. Then I was not sure whether we are going in the right direction. Then I wanted to know more about Jacob and his life. And eventually I went into analyzing about how this man of you know, God, Jacob, was doing in his life. What was really going on in his life? You know, Isa, if you remember, decided to kill Jacob the moment Jacob took the blessing in a deceptive manner from, you know, from his father Isaac. Jacob, you know, if Rebekah prepared Jacob to send him to Isaac to receive the blessing. The moment Jacob received that blessing, his brother Esau, he was just wanted to kill Jacob. You know, that was his plan. And Rebekah heard about it, that, you know, Esau is looking to kill Jacob. And Rebekah told Jacob to go away from this place. Don't stay here. And I'm just going to go, going, go over the history of the story. He, she said, just don't go away. Just go away from this place. Don't stay with me here. And better to go to my brother's house, Laban. Go and stay there. And now Isaac also called Jacob and almost told the same thing to him. We read that in Genesis 28, verse 2. Jacob says... Uh, Isaac says, he called Jacob and he says, Arise, go to Paddan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. That was the instruction by Isaac. Because they knew that Esau is going to kill him. Because if you remember, Esau is a mighty man. He's a hunter. Right? When he was, when Rebekah was giving birth to uh, Esau, the Bible says, you know, he was, by birth, you know, he was having full of hair in his body. He's such a mighty man. He's just made for hunt. Uh, you know, he's such a man. And Jacob was really afraid. Isaac was afraid about him and Rebekah was afraid. And they wanted to send him away somewhere. Now Jacob started his journey. You know, Jacob is a man who is always traveling, right? Of course, Abraham was also, also traveling. Jacob was man, he's just traveling and he sees the mighty work of God, mighty hand of God on his way as he traveled. On his way to Haran, Haran is the place where Laban lives. On, his, on the way to Haran, one night Jacob took a stone and put that stone under his head and then he just was lying down and slept. And there he saw a ladder was kept and the angels were ascending and descending in that ladder. We read that from Genesis 28 verse 12. Genesis 28 12 says, Then he dreamed and behold a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to the heaven and there are angels of God were ascending and descending on it. God appeared to him and reminded all the promises which he gave to his forefathers. 
in Genesis 28 to 18 verse says then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put on his head at his head and set it as a pillar and poured oil on top of it and he called the name of that place as Bethel the house of God you know he established that house of God as he was moving towards Haran now Jacob reached the house of Laban finally and in Genesis 29 if we go to chapter 29 in verse 16 we found now Laban had two daughters if you remember Isaac told you go to my brother go to your um, my wife's brother's house Laban's house and get married over there now Laban had two daughters that now I'm talking about the, the story that's how the story goes the name of the elder was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel Leah's eyes were kind of delicate and but Rachel was a beautiful woman now Jacob loved Rachel follow me follow with me very carefully on the, about the story some of the stories he must be knowing now Jacob loved Rachel so he said I will serve you seven years for Rachel your younger daughter he's just a man like you and me right so we were we want to do anything for the woman we love right I was the same way I'm sure you were also in the same way I was even ready to wait for three three and a half years you know the, the one who I liked right of course don't think that it was a love marriage it was arranged marriage only but then of course we loved each other in order to get it get married so every marriage is a love marriage right okay I don't know whether you agree with me or not so you know so people men especially they are willing to do sacrifice anything in order to achieve the one they love the most is it not true with you men not true Dan is saying yes <laughs> right so you know men are like that they just want to achieve what they want to achieve and especially in this matter forget about the rest but at least in this I want to you know make sure I'm in the right way I'm just know where I'm going towards so this man Jacob was like that and he Bible says he loved Rachel very much and he said I will serve you for seven years don't matter it doesn't really matter I can just serve you all that I need is Rachel now Jacob served for seven years and you know finally you know the story what really happened we read that in Genesis 29 then Jacob said to Laban he came to come came to Laban at the end of the seven years give me my wife for my days are fulfilled that I may go into her and Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast on that day and now it came to pass Genesis 29 23 now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah because Leah has a squint eyes or a hair or a, or a you know special eyes not everyone likes that kind of eyes and now you know there there is a trick going on because this man itself is a man of man full of trick right Jacob and now there is one more trick you know somebody else Laban is trying a trick there he arranged the party and everything and Jacob is just waiting to you know get Rachel and now Laban what he is doing he just want to you know get rid of her first daughter Leah right because some not not many people like that and and just right Jacob was in a hurry to you know get Rachel and the party is over and he sent Leah to Jacob and Jacob doesn't matter you know who it is and he you know he, even he failed to find out really it's Rachel or Leah and then he's they started living together on that day and Bible says in verse 24 and Laban gave his 
uh, verse 23 now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah his daughter and brought her to Jacob and he went into her and verse 24 and Laban gave his maid Silpa to his daughter Leah as a maid to be with her to take care of her so it came to pass in the morning that behold it was Leah in the morning only this man Jacob found out it is not Rachel it is Leah and what's going on there uh, behold it was Leah and he said to Laban what is this you have done to me was it not for Rachel that I served you for seven years why then you gave Leah to me and you deceived me and Laban said it must not be done so in our it is in our country it's a custom here to give the younger one before the first one get married verse 27 says fulfill her week you take care of her and we will give you this one also for the service which you will serve with me and still will serve with me still another seven years now Jacob was asked to serve one more seven years to get Rachel and men are like that if they want to achieve they will do it right so Jacob decided come on I'm going to serve for another seven years so he had Leah and now he started serving another seven years for Rachel and verse 26 28 says then Jacob did so and fulfilled his her week so he gave him his daughter Rachel as wife also and Laban gave his maid Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as a maid then Jacob also went into Rachel and he also loved Rachel more than Leah and he served with Laban still another seven years so Jacob ended up in serving there for 14 years together and he got married to Leah and Rachel you know why we are talking about this story because this story is very very important Bible says in Hebrew 11:21, by faith Jacob when he was dying he blessed each of his each of the sons of Joseph and worship leaning on the top of his staff you know Jacob was such a man now he is establishing his life in the land where he was living and Jacob started getting more children and Bible says and if you know these children became the 12 tribes of Israel the 12 tribes of Israel were coming from Jacob at some point of time God changed the name of Jacob and God started calling Jacob as Israel right as Israel so let's let's find out who are the children of Jacob Jacob was married to Leah and Reuben Simeon Levi and Judah they were born to Leah Reuben Simeon Levi and Judah Jacob also gave birth to Bilhah Jacob also married the maid of Rachel Bilhah and gave birth to Dan and Naphtali then Leah took her maid Silpa and gave her to Jacob and Jacob gave birth to Silpa Gad and Asher Leah again conceived to Jacob and bore Ishkar and Zebulun and a daughter Dina and then God opened Rachel's womb and finally before she died she gave birth to Joseph and before her death she gave birth to Benjamin so all these names put together it will form the 12 tribes of Israel so Jacob is the man Israel who was establishing the God's kingdom and if you remember Judah is the one 
in that Judah's tribe, the son of Leah and Jacob, you know, the, the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ came. Right? Which is that line you brought Jesus Christ into this world. So we are talking which is something important, which is relevant to the birth of you know, Jesus Christ. So now later these 12 children, they became the 12 tribes of Israel. God also changed the name of Jacob as I said and he started calling him Israel and they were dwelling in the land of Canaan. Now the story continues if you go to Genesis chapter 37 verse 3. Bible says now Israel loved Joseph or Israel is Jacob. Jacob loved Joseph more than all his children. He Bible accounts 12 children for Jacob. And now out of all this you know he loved Joseph the daughter of Rachel. Joseph was the daughter sorry son of Rachel and Bible says Jacob loved Joseph above all. He loved him very much. And verse 37 3 says now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age Also, he made him a tunic of many colors But when his brothers saw that their father is having partiality showing partiality over Joseph They wanted to kill him the brothers they wanted to kill Joseph They hated him and they and you know they they, 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 they were not very peaceful with him but you know this man Joseph we are talking about Jacob's one of the sons 12 sons and one of the sons name is Joseph and Joseph was a dreamer you know he just sees dreams he's, he's a very good dreamer Genesis 37 says there were there we were binding sheaves in the field then behold my sheave arose and stood upright and indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowing down my sheaves you know they were in the field Joseph was having a dream they were in the field and they could bundle up all that you know the, the grain there the plants and they could put us bundle and his sheaves is standing straight and all the 12 sheaves are just bending it shows Joseph as if he's standing straight and all the brothers are bowing him bowing before him and he went and shared this dream with his brothers he also saw another dream verse 37 Genesis 37 9 and this time the Sun the moon and the 11 stars bowing down to me so he saw the dream and he called the brothers it looks like you know Sun and moon there and then you know all the stars are bowing down before that so when they he shared this dream with his brothers they thought we are going to serve him you know that's what is his imagination let's put him to death let's kill him you know that's what their plan and they took Joseph away and they wanted to sell Joseph or they wanted to kill him and his brothers they wanted to kill him but then Reuben one of his brothers he intervened why you want to just kill him you know just throw him into the pit and just go your you know walk in your ways and they did so they threw him into the pit and Bible says Ishmaelites came over there and they found out uh, Joseph is there in the pit and these brothers they had a good meal you know Joseph is there in the pit and all the brothers they enjoyed a good meal what a kind of brothers they are right good brothers <laughs> they threw the one of the brothers in the into the pit and they had a good meal and they, they just came and saw whether he's still alive and the Ishmaelites came over there and they took him and Bible says they just sold him for 20 shekel of silver they sold him to the Ishmaelites and eventually finally he ended up in the palace of Pharaoh in Egypt 
Joseph was sold and he ended up in the Pharaoh of Egypt and under the hands of an officer Potiphar and he's an officer who is in charge of Joseph there in the house of in the palace of Pharaoh Genesis 39 says Joseph was a hands was handsome in form and appearance and now there is another another temptation another test there in the house of Pharaoh Potiphar's wife wanted him to sin with her and he she was trying all her best but Joseph was a man of God son of Jacob he was a man of God the way you know Joseph loved Joseph uh, Jacob loved the way he loved Joseph he knew he is a man of God and now when there is an opportunity to sin Joseph was fleeing away from there but then he was eventually accused and he was blamed and he was put in the prison and what's you know when 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 a man of God you know when he goes into in, in some other area like this he will still remain as a child of God a true child of God no matter what kind of atmosphere we live in even the atmosphere is sinful but then a true child of God will still remain sin free and Joseph was an example he was just remaining totally sin free in, in the house in the palace of Pharaoh let's let's turn to Genesis 41 I want to read few verses there Genesis 41 Genesis 41 uh, verse 39 Let's just follow with me. Verse 40, chapter 41, Genesis 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. You know, you see there, Joseph Pharaoh is giving an important position how he came to know that you know before that the story if you know that when he was in the prison when jo Joseph was you know shut up in the prison and there is something going on you know the story about the baker and the butler there right there is a baker and the butler in the prison and both of them had a dream there and they found out Joseph was able to interpret their dream but now Pharaoh had a dream and he was totally disturbed there is nobody to interpret and since he could in Joseph could interpret the dream of you know jo the butler and the baker now Joseph was brought to the palace of Pharaoh from the prison and then Pharaoh told the dream and Joseph could interpret the dream to Pharaoh there and Pharaoh is making him he found such a wise man as Joseph and he wanted to lift him up in, in his kingdom and he says um, uh, verse 41 and Pharaoh said to Joseph see I have set you over all the land of Egypt Genesis 41 42 then Pharaoh took his signet ring you know Pharaoh the king took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and he clothed with him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck verse 43 and he had him ride in the second chariot which he had and they carry they cried out before him bow the knee so he set him over all the land of Egypt verse 44 Pharaoh also said to Joseph I am Pharaoh and without your concern no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt and Pharaoh called Joseph's name Saphanath Penea and he gave him as a wife 
Ashnath, the daughter of Potiphar's, uh, sorry, Potiphar, priest of On. Jo so Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. You know, as a king, he is going to see the land of Egypt in the chariot. And Bible says in verse 46, Joseph was 30 years old. You know, it's the way, see the way that God is lifting up a man like anything. Even at the age of 30, he is in well in control over the entire Egypt. And when 30 years old, when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And verse 47, now in the seven plentiful years, the ground brought forth abundantly. Everywhere the land was flourishing, Egypt. So what Joseph was doing, a wise man, in verse 48, so he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. And he laid up in every city the food of the field which surrounded them. Verse 49, Joseph gathered very much grain as the sand of the sea, until he stopped counting for it was immeasurable. Verse 50 and to Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came. So there in that land of Egypt Joseph was living and Joseph is giving birth to two children. Who are they? Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. And for God has made me forget all my tile and all my father's house. He's calling him Manasseh and he's saying that because God has remembered me in this land. It's a plenty over there. And the second son in verse 42, 52. And the name of the second son he called Ephraim. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. The story goes on and on. So they got these two children, little ones, in the land of Egypt. Now, the second seven years, there was famine everywhere. <coughs> if you remember Jacob, he would have become an old man by now. He is still living in Canaan. Jacob with all his other brothers. But Joseph is brought into the land of Egypt. He is, he is next to Pharaoh in his kingdom. He is full of plentiful. He is plentiful and he is living in his richness in the land of Egypt. Now, he sent Joseph's brothers, Jacob... At the time of famine, he looked at his brothers and he sent Jacob's, uh, Joseph's brothers to go to Egypt. Because they came to know that Egypt, they have full of plenty of grains. Why? How? Because Joseph was a man of God. He is saving everything for, the, for, the, for to encounter, to face the adverse situation in his life. And now Jacob came to know and he told his brothers, go to Egypt. So they came to Joseph. And he was distributing grain in that land of Egypt. Now later these brothers, they came to Joseph. They didn't know Joseph is his brother. And slowly they took benefit from Joseph. And slowly Joseph revealed himself as his brother. They thought the brother is gone. Brothers, they put him in the pit and they, they were, he was sold to the Ishmaelite. And they thought that's the end of it. And he's going to take him as a slave and then eventually going to kill him. Now, they never expected that Joseph will, will be raised to such a position by God. 
Now then later all his brothers came to me and found out he is his brother and now Joseph started inquiring about Jacob. Where is Jacob? Is he still alive? And the brothers thought, yes he is alive. He is in Canaan. And he said, Joseph said, send his brothers, go and get Jacob here. And these brothers went and told Jacob, your son you thought, you know if you remember how much Jacob was mourning for his son. Right? Jacob was, you know, he was just crying all the days of his life, thinking that I lost the one I loved the most. But now the moment he came to the Joseph is alive and he's doing well in the land of Egypt, he started moving from Canaan to see Joseph in the land of Egypt. And Bible says in Genesis 49, now Jacob saw Joseph and Joseph took a special place in his kingdom a place called Goshen and he said you can live you all can live in this place and you can you know you will be well taken care by this in this land and Joseph blessed them you know he was not against his brothers even though brothers were against Joseph they were trying to sell him but now Joseph was still loving them you know that's the love of God even though people are hating but still loving you know that's what is the love of God even though we don't he has not received brotherly love but then he is able to show brotherly love to uh, you know uh, his brothers when he was in rich richness even he was blessed by God he was not neglecting them he could have easily neglected them thinking that these are the ones you know they were trying to kill me but now he was not he was not neglecting them he was taking care of them and Bible says in Hebrew 11:21, by faith Jacob when he was dying so obviously he was dying in the land of Egypt he blessed the sons of Joseph it's what the Word of God says Jacob Bible says the history says Jacob lived came to the land of Egypt in his old age and he lived in Egypt for 17 years 17 years he lived in the land of Egypt and when he was about to die in the land of Egypt Joseph brought his child Manasseh and Ephraim to be blessed by Jacob right then he blessed his brother brothers um, of Joseph in 49 Genesis 49 talks about he was Jacob was blessing before his death all the 12 children and before doing it he blessed the children of Joseph one of his sons Manasseh was the firstborn. You know, that's another interesting story. The way the blessing is going on there. I think let's turn to uh, Genesis chapter 48. Genesis 48. I'll read a few verses from there. Genesis 48 1 says, Now it came to pass after these things that Joseph was told, Indeed, your father is sick, and he took with him his sons Manasseh and Ephraim. And Joseph is bringing his both sons and to be blessed by Jacob before his death and what's going on there in verse 13 contour with me Genesis 48 13 and Joseph took them both Ephraim with his right hand toward Israel's left hand Jacob is just standing like this right and Joseph is bringing Ephraim the second son and keep him at his left hand of Jacob and now he brings the first son Manasseh and Joseph keeps him at the right hand of Jacob 
and why the idea of Joseph bringing the firstborn to the right hand is thinking that he is going to get the first blessing and the idea of you know bringing Ephraim the second son to the left hand side of Jacob is that once Manasseh receives the blessing then the remaining blessing let it go to the second son but Joseph he lost his eyesight he cannot see and this man of God Bible says by faith he just crossed his hands he just crossed his hands and Manasseh is here Ephraim is here Joseph is thinking that Manasseh will be blessed but this man crossed his hand and he put his right hand on the head of Ephraim and blessed Joseph obviously didn't like this his father doing this and he said probably he thought you know he's doing by mistake and he said no 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 dad I want him to be blessed was you know um, uh, 18 says and Joseph said to his father not so my father for this one is the firstborn put your right hand on his head was 19 but his father refused and said I know my son I know he also shall become a people he also shall be great but truly his younger brother shall be greater than he so younger brother Ephraim will be greater than Manasseh and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations so he blessed them that day saying by you Israel will bless saying my God make you as Ephraim and Manasseh not Manasseh and Ephraim but it is Ephraim and Manasseh and and thus he set Ephraim before Manasseh you know that is the kind of blessing Jacob gave on that day and in fact chapter 49 talks about the blessing that he gave to 12 of his sons all the tribes the 12 tribes you know if you really understand, really understand a little more closer here Manasseh was the firstborn but Ephraim got the blessing now if you trace it back to the history and see the forefathers Abraham's firstborn was Ishmael but Isaac got the blessing right Isaac got the blessing Isaac's firstborn was Esau but Jacob the youngest son got the blessing Jacob's firstborn was Reuben but Joseph was the favorite son of Jacob Joseph was blessed and here we see Ephraim was the second son and Ephraim got the blessing you know blessing of God is like this sometimes when we look at people we think that God is going to bring him up God is going to bless him but that might not be the person it is somebody else whom we are not even seen whom we have not even known you know that's how God blesses people and now later we realize you know the way Ephraim Manasseh becomes the tribes of Israel the tribes of Israel are 12 tribes all sons of Jacob but if you go to the later in numbers and in first chronicles and even in the old in the in the in the New Testament and in the book of Revelation when the tribes are listed you see Ephraim and Manasseh there they are not the tribes Joseph is the tribe but then later on we see God is bringing uh, Ephraim and Manasseh as and he started considering them as one of the tribes Joseph's name was removed from the tribe and Ephraim was brought in and Levi one of the one of the sons of Jacob he was considered as a priest you know Jesus generation is the priestly generation to serve God in the temple they were removed from the tribe and Manasseh was brought in 
And Jacob knew that very well. That's how God is looking at. And Jacob was able to look at. Look at them in the same way. That's what Bible says in Hebrew 11.21. By faith. When he was dying. He blessed each of the sons of Joseph. And worshipped. Leaning on the top of his staff. You know. Jacob's faith. Could foresee the things. That is yet to happen. On this land. And I'm, I'm about to close my message today. And before that I just want to share something. Which, which was very strong in my mind. What is our vision today concerning our future? You know Jacob's vision concerning the future of the, his sons and the grandsons was very clear. You know Jacob's vision about the 12 sons was very clear. He visioned, he saw the 12 sons becoming 12 tribes. And you know, Bible says, if you can turn with me to the book of Revelation, we study about the tribes, the way God is honoring the 12 tribes. I hope it's in the book of Revelation chapter 7. Yeah, it's in chapter 7. It says, you know, the word of God says, in chapter 7 verse 4, And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 of all tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. You know, even at the time of judgment which is poured on this land, God is putting his seal on these 12 tribes. And Bible goes on and lists all the 12 tribes, Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Manasseh is there, and Simeon, Levi, Ishkar, and Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. You know, they are all listed there. You know how Jacob could foresee these things of God even at the book of Revelation at the later time which is still not happened and yet to happen but this man of God by faith he went ahead and he started blessing his children and he also blessed you know Ephraim and Manasseh Joseph's children and the question we need to ask ourselves what is the vision about our future what is the vision about the future of our children do we foresee our children living in this ungodly land you know whenever a newborn baby is you know is born in this world today i'm not happy i don't know about you i don't i don't really feel the happiness about it i feel the days which are ahead of them the days which are very terrible which are to come on this land and how this child is going to live through those days which is yet to come you know even we find it difficult when our children are living in this age as i tell i don't know whether i told this last week when i you know go to drop dan in the school at a school i don't really see that as a school it's like a social club there there are car parked at the entrance of the school and then we can see boys and girls sitting in the car and smoking and you know enjoying before the school starts you know throughout the on the road the cars are parked when i go and drop him there i don't i'm not comfortable dropping dan there at that school you know that's how the situation today on this world and in that kind of situation atmosphere we want to bring our children what is our vision today what is our vision what do we foresee how we our children want to be there in this land in the coming days what are we going to do for our children today? That is important. You know, let's talk about something which is real. When we start this ministry, you know, one of the burden that God put in our heart is to worry about our children. Is to worry about our children. You know, there is a very thin line, but there is a very entry point when our children are brought to this nation. Either they may be a university students or maybe a school students or maybe, you know, still a newborn. But they, when they come to this nation, you know, they are... 
they are getting adulterated or intoxicated with the things of this world things of this culture this nation and they see a great freedom in this nation and very easily they slip into that culture and start living like one among them in this nation you know but you and I God brought us to this nation very well ahead of our children with the vision you go there and you set the path for your son and your daughter to grow and so that they will grow in the ways of God you know God has not brought us to this nation to give and expose them to the filthy things of this land no not at all God has brought us to the to this land to set the ways of God in this land so that our children will grow in a godly way you know we need to create a setup where our children can grow in their days you know some of us really don't realize at times in what kind of situation our children are growing up and I was really worried about how Dan is handling all these things in the school how he is able to tackle all the students in the school in how he is surviving in this kind of atmosphere which I am not comfortable with you know that's what our children are going through they may not tell everything to us but that's the emotional feeling they are going through in their mind you know some of us may not worry because our children are not at that stage yet but there is a day it's not very far the day is going to come very closer our children are going to struggle to survive in this land and as a parent God is asking us what is our way you know what we are going to do for them you know if we don't bring them up and create the setup where they can nurture they can be nurtured they can grow and their life can be built in God they will go astray they will go away from God very easily they will walk away from God so it is our responsibility as a parent today to set up to bring that kind of a smart atmosphere and set it up today you know so that our children can grow you know yesterday when we finished all these things in the night and we were going and brother Davis was you know with us we were dropping him and he was sharing his vision for this ministry you know he I am I mean I'm really happy about it because he thought about it already you know he was just sharing with with us about the vision he has to this ministry I really thank God you know for that vision but then we should we said at the end of it it is the same vision even we have about it it is the same vision it is a vision about our future what are we going to do in this land you know what does God expects us to do in this land and I'm, I'm really thankful you know God is opening our eyes to see those things which are in front of us what is that vision the vision is about what he was saying is why don't we build to start having our own church why don't he just spoke to, spoke to me in the same way let's think about you know, having a church let's think about carrying our children there let's think about you know setting up our own educational institution there you know the education institution he referred to another one preacher what is his name Vishal Mangalwadi and the, he just quoted you know something from his, 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 his preachings and he said through the education institution two, two things can happen either the enemy can come through the children and corrupt the next generation or through the education institution the word of God can be put into the life of children and they become children of God and establish God's kingdom on this earth the educational institution is the main through which it happens and he told me why don't we think about starting our own things so that our children you know the babies whom we carry in our hands today they will have a place where they can go it is a vision it 
is not about who we are it is not about what is our ability how much we have in the bank balance no it's not about that we believe we serve a God who is mighty who is the God of Joseph who man who was in the pit he was taken up you know by the Ishmaelites and he was sold in the in, in, the, in, the, in the palace of Pharaoh and he was thrown into the in the into the prison the God was faithful God was faithful in his life and as he was faithful to God God was faithful he could lift him up like anything and he brought him up to next level of Pharaoh and we serve the same God we today we serve the same God of God of Jacob and God of Isaac even in the famine Joseph was plenty and there may be a famine coming to this land but God is preparing the church to be in plenty and we need to be willing to God's ways God's ways and we are responsible and build and show the direction you know as we build up this ministry I wish God may put that vision in every one of our mind and in the night we went home it doesn't stop there you know you know that's how God works when he moves things that's how God works <laughs> in the night 12 o'clock my wife came it, it was 12, 12, 15 night. Then I had to prepare my sermon, right? Night, because that was my timing. So night 12, 15 she came. She told, can I take 15 minutes from you? I said, yes. She came with a paper. She came with the paper and she told me, can I draw my vision, what God is speaking to me? And she started drawing the vision. And she put a big plot there. You know, she would draw the boundaries. And she said, this is the church we are going to have. And these are the, she's put a starting some you know, square things around the, uh, the place. I said, I asked what are these things. She said, these are rooms which we are going to build and who's going to stay there. All the immigrants who are coming from different countries, we accommodate them there. Before they, she quoted your name, like Krivanandan, coming from Indiana. Where he's going to stay first? Let him come and stay with us there. Like people who are coming there, families who are coming there, let them stay there. Fine. Then, then what else you are going to do? Then she drew something in the middle. And that's going to be our daycare there. We are going to take care of the babies. Okay, fine. Then what else the other space? That's going to be our school that we are going to build over there. Then what is going to happen this whole big area? That's going to be the arena where we are going to worship God. You know, that, that's, that's she drew. I have the picture. Right? So I told, okay, it's my time, then I need to go. <laughs> right? So, you know, the way God is putting the thought and the vision, you know, that's how God works. And as the true children of God, you know, we should be able to catch up that vision of God. And we need to move forward as the Lord puts the desire in our heart. You know, he is uniting people. And he is moving in, uh, us in a, in a much better way and in a much bigger way. And we need to stand for God as he moves us and takes us into the different levels in, in this land. You know, that's a vision. I, I pray that, you know, everyone's vision may align to that vision of God. So that we will be able to move forward and establish the kingdom of God exactly as we are studying about faith. We are studying about the faith series all that we need to have we have a vision and we need to have a faith in God our God is able to take us to that position to that level one day and morning we woke up and then I looked at Dan and they said this is what is the plan you know mom is sharing with me what do you think about it and he just laughed at me <laughs> right <laughs> I know he carries the same burden in his heart too he carries that 
And you know, God may or may not do it in our time. I am sure he will do. At least we will be able to see the glimpse of it and we will be able to experience that. But in my child's days, God will bless him and God will use him to bless many of those people who are moving into this land. And eventually what will have? We will have a way to influence this land. The land will turn, start looking after God, start seeking after God. You may worry about, you may think about, there are many churches in this land already. What are you talking about? There are big churches in this land already. And what are you talking about? What do you think that you can do in this land? There is nothing much you can do it about. Do about this. That's what we may think. You know, you know, word of God is with us. That's what people thought about Joseph. There are people there. There are big royal officials next to Pharaoh. And suddenly one man was brought to the throne from the pit. That is Joseph. Our God is such a God. All that we need to do is, we need to have such faith in God. Just want to read two verses before I close. Uh, Proverbs 13, 22. We need to start believing this. I know, so, you know, until now, I don't really think about this side, but now we should start believing about these areas where God can move in a mighty way. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. It talks about Jacob, I believe. It talks about Jacob, a good man. He was leaving his inheritance to his children's children. But the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Do you believe that? The wealth of the sinner is stored up for whom? For the righteous. If you are righteous in before God, the wealth is going to come from where? Not that you need to go and work on Sundays. The wealth is going to come from the sinners. That's what the word of God says. The wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. But we need to find ourselves righteous before God. If Sunday is the day of worship, worship God no matter what it is. Even if you have only, you need to drink a cup of water. You don't have eat anything, food, any other food to eat. Worship God. You show yourself righteous before God. God will make this happen. In Ecclesiastes chapter 20. 2 Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 22 when the word of God says sorry Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 26 for God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight these are the promises we need to hold on for our family blessing, for our material blessing, for our you know, financial blessing. For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. But to the sinner, he gives the work of gathering and collecting. So who need to toil and work hard? The sinners, that's what the word of God says. The sinners, he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. The money of the sinners, the wealth of the sinners need to be transferred to the children of God. You know, that's the promise of God. That's what the word of God says. Start praying about it. For every aspect of your finance, the wealth of the sinner need to be transferred to the children of God. The wealth of the sinners need to be transferred to the house of God. 
you know today if you look at the temples and the shrines and all those places you see so much of wealth that wealth need to be transferred to God how that will happen when we are faithful to God when we are truthful to the word of God when we take the word of God and preach them preach the word of God to the sinners they will turn back to God and they will bring the wealth to God you know God wants us to move in the direction by faith Jacob when he was dying each of he called each of his sons of Jake Joseph and he blessed them he worshiped and he leaned on the top of his staff such a man of vision was Jacob today God expects us to have such a vision as we live for God especially not just for our lives but for our the generation which is set to come on this land amen let's close our eyes